Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another podcast brought to you by the Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen. That's right, the FL double OG. You're right. You're here. It's fantasy football. It's the Flug. Let's go. What is up, boys? That's right. We are here, and we're ready to rock and roll, boy. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That was great, Garth. What is up, everybody? It is another Thursday night. There's preseason games on. I'm actually taking a break from preseason. I'm watching the uh, Field of Dreams uh, Major League Baseball game. I know Ty always likes to get his, uh, his Orioles tit for tat in here when we start the pod usually so i figured i would watch a little bit of baseball to knowledge myself because all i really know is orioles on twitter because i don't i wish i had more time to watch it but enough about me guys let's go around the zoom uh we already mentioned him our uh, our baseball aficionado guys you can find him on twitter at social media ghost ladies and gentlemen Mr. Tyson Cullen, what is up? All good, man. Life is good. Uh, yeah, I'll just say the Orioles, fifty-eight and fifty-two, uh, tied for the last wild card spot. Uh, Orioles fans have got to be loving life, and even if they don't make the playoffs, they're doing way better than what anybody or me. I'll just speak for all Orioles fans, doing way better than what anybody thought. So it's uh, good times, and then we got. We got NFL preseason tonight, two games, Giants, Patriots, and Ravens and Titans. I'm sure uh, I'm sure our buddy Dan is watching the Ravens. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, good things are happening. Uh, I guess I'll go to the, our third person um, below me, a <laughs> new animal owner, a.k.a. Yeah. cat owner, Meow. <laughs> uh, meow All right, Meow. Is one Gary Jerkowski. What's up, man? What up, boys? Yes, that's right. I did get a couple of kittens, actually, man. So it's kind of interesting little household we got. Uh, I think uh, so. My girlfriend's daughter's cat had five kittens, and they took like gave three away or something like that. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll pick a couple up." I always like cats, man. They're kind of easy. I mean, if they don't want to do anything, they'll stay away. So I'm like, "Fuck it, do it." That way, I ain't got to take care of them half the time, except scoop and shit. But other than that, I'm excited, man. Uh, football is like less than five weeks away. So, I mean, I'm pretty much – the weeks are right, man. We got quite a few drafts coming up our own right. So, I mean, this is draft season. This is the month to do it. This is redraft season. Guys, you can find Gary on Twitter at Gars underscore Poetica. What are you drinking? At meow.com. <laughs> at Gary Meow Meow. <laughs> are you, uh, what are you what are you drinking shit. i'm drinking one of the devil's backbone uh juicy magic ipa i almost wanted to say daddy magic or juicy magic how about juicy, you guys juicy daddy magic <laughs> i have from <laughs> from the virginia beer company one night in the thicket raspberry sour ale I know you guys aren't big on sours, but I like them. Raspberry's yeah. pretty good, though. I like raspberry sours. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's got that. It's got that tart, you know. Mm-hmm. The tartness. So it's it's good. I got another one from them when I went to Total Wine. It's called Gorgeous. It's oh, a okay. ha- it, it's a hazy. It's 
it, it looks very similar to a free verse, of course. The can the can is super duper close, but you had I had to read I had to read it to pick it out, so I had to try that one. Damn. How about you, Ty? Did you get anything? You've been drinking a lot of IPAs since IPA day. <laughs> I'm still drinking the same one. Uh, not the same actual beer. Like, you know, I sipped it and, you know, drank it. But, no, I'm still <laughs> drinking uh, Get Fit. Hell yeah. uh, I think since, I, th- I think since the podcast, I actually I, I had a I had a beer Monday, which is kind of, you know, very uh, very left field of me. So uh, I'm gonna try to. I might even try all try all three. I I have three left. I might finish them tonight. Fuck it. I know I gotta work tomorrow. I hope nobody's listening. Um, shit, that's from work. So yeah, I might try. I might finish all three. But yeah, same one as last week. Get that. Hell yeah, that's what's up. Very cool, guys. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. You can find us collectively on Twitter at the fluke underscore ff. As always, our podcast is on Spotify and iTunes and Podbean. Our website is www.theflug.com, where our most recent addition to our website, if you guys have not been paying attention lately, is our countdown to next weekend. I said next weekend, guys. Flugfest 2022. Yes, absolutely. If you guys... Haven't heard from us. It is a I like I like to call it a adult field day. It consists of we start it usually between ten and eleven in the morning, do a let's say a dozen events. We usually end around uh four thirty five ish, where we after that at, we do all these events which configure our draft order. After that we go and we have flug feast. And then the draft commences, and it is a—it's the greatest day of the year. It is a day of a what's the word? Is it a, attrition? Okay, yeah, definitely. A war of attrition. Stamina is yeah. required. Is key. A great liver is required. <laughs> and yep. and having it's it's all fun. It's all fun. It's it's the greatest day. You gotta have balance, as I noticed when you're when we played that little uh, egg the egg throwing game, and you've already had about I don't know probably about a twelve pack, so <laughs> that was that was pretty uh pretty tough. So yeah, there's hand eye coordination, there's balance, like you said, there's stamp stamina. Gotta rock that stamina at all times, boys. Oh yeah. Well, like uh, yeah, I used to. I mean, probably years ago is when I used to do it wrong is basically just drinking some IPAs throughout the day, and that would kill me. So now I go light beers. I usually do the PBRs. Mm-hmm. That's usually my route to go now. And so, lots of water. So I usually do natties or cores. I kind of want to switch to Michelob Ultra. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like I'll be it'll be frowned upon. But those beers, man, I can you can crush those things. I don't know if it's just me, but those beers go down quick. You can. Are, do they go in cans? Yeah, dude. They, no, they got them in cans. I didn't know that. You could suck them things down, dude. That's what she said. Hey. Zing, <laughs> zing, 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 zing. So, Flugfest is next weekend. We are putting the like final touches on the, 
the who's all coming, the events, all that fun stuff. Anybody, if you're in the Richmond area and possibly interested, get in touch with us because maybe we can fit you in. So we're gonna fit you in. We would love to have some fresh meat uh, in the flug. We got how many slots? Fresh meat to fit. How many slots open? You heard it here. Hi. Uh, I would. We don't know yet because we don't know what format we're doing yet this year. So I know we have a dozen locked up, and that's enough to do a league. You know, after the everything else is just you know cherry on top esque. Last year we did a guillotine league. We had eighteen. We had eighteen teams. I don't think we're doing. I'm pretty sure we're not doing guillotine again this year. So probably something more along the traditional lines. Maybe maybe two divisions. We'll we'll see. Tonight's podcast is our bold predictions for the 2022 fantasy season. We've each got a few we want to throw out there. Before we get into it, guys, any outstanding NFL news you think we should touch on? The first thing I was thinking was the Makai Becton injury. I know it's not super fantasy relevant. They did sign Dwayne Brown today to a two-year contract to replace him. More yeah, I mean the guy he didn't play much last year. He was overweight, injured. He was a top was he top ten pick or he's like number eleven. Anyways, he's a top fifteen pick in the twenty twenty draft. Mm-hmm. And he is not paying right. out. And he now he's out for the season. I think you definitely kick I mean and Dwayne Brown's always been solid. I know he's getting up there in age, but a little kickback, I think, if you want to split hairs on, you know, the running backs and are the Jets even going to be that good of a team this year? We could go down a long rabbit hole on this. Yeah, I mean, I would say it's more a blow to Zach Wilson, I think, because they've always, let's be honest, they've always had troubles protecting the quarterback. Um, so I think this hurts. I think this hurts Zach Wilson more than it hurts the running backs. With anything. Russell Gage got hurt, but that's supposedly not a big deal. I can't think of anything else super crazy. Did you guys watch Hard Knocks yet? I did. I did. No, I didn't. Pups, puppies pissing on the porch. Dude, it was. It's great. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so far so good. I mean, Dan Campbell's definitely a, a player's coach. I mean, you can see how emotional he is to want to win and uh, the drive for it all. Um, you can see his players and the attitudes that they reflect with it as well. Jamal Williams had a great, um, you know, small speech for the the team huddle at the end of practice. So yeah. I mean, it's it's fun fun to watch something like that, man. Be, like getting the uh, behind the scenes look and something like that. So I'm gonna be tuning in next Tuesday, every Tuesday night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch on Wednesdays because I can't stay up that late on Tuesdays. But I'm with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, James White retired. I know that's not really a big fantasy, but yeah, James White of the Patriots retired. Yep. Yeah. After nine years, in my opinion, should have been a uh, Super Bowl MVP of the Falcons game, in my opinion. But that's the Brady. That's the Brady rule, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Good luck. Good luck on calling out, Ty. I forgot about that. Uh, anything crazy you guys want to? You guys want to jump into it? Rock and roll. Okay, guys. Tell the people while we're here. Yes. So 
this these are our bold predictions. This is the three of us. Maybe we can post them on the website once we get if, if Shane or Dan or Morg want to jump in with their bolds. We can post them all so everybody has them listed to see how off or on we are going throughout the season. So with everything said, Ty, you are up to bat. Let's hear it. All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to come swinging out the gate. Um, Debo Samuel was a was the number two wide receiver at, according to, and I looked this up on our um, sleeper apps, Debo Samuel was a number two wide receiver in standard and PBR right behind Cooper Cup. He had 300 points, and then Cooper Cup had a, a astounding 369 points. Debo, so Debo Samuel is number two. And my bold prediction, first of all, he will not be a top two wide receiver. He will not be a top five wide receiver. He will drop into the top ten. Because 84 of those points, of those 300 points, were rushing. He had eight rushing touchdowns, and he had 365 yards rushing. You take all of that away, that gives him 216 points. If you do 216 points, he was 11th behind Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro was the 10th wide receiver. So in my, my opinion, not only does he fall out of the top two, he falls out of the top five. And into the back, into the back of top ten, and not only that, not just because of the rushing, but Trey Lance. There's a lot of upside. Let's face it. There's a lot of upside. There's a lot of things people like. But this is, this is technically, you could make it. You could arguably say this is his rookie year, even though he played a little bit last year. He didn't play that much. And this is a run first base team. Let's be honest. If they they are win by the defense, they got a great pass rush. They have a really good defense, a great linebacker, Fred Warner, arguably top five linebacker. They win by running the football and playing great defense. And not only that, you, you got Brandon Ayuk coming back, and then George Kittle missed a couple games. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's honestly that's that's all I got really. I like that. So you have, I mean, I know that's pretty much one of the reasons why he held out is because, I mean, I mean, you're, you get ravaged and your body takes a toll when you're at as, as a running back, you know, and then when you're going to be, you got your coach having you, uh, you know, as a speculative wide receiver, but pretty much almost taking a healthy share of the back uh, field. You know, I mean, that's something where you're going to a want to, hold out, get your money's worth, because who knows if you're going to last the full season next year. And B, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't something written in his contract or nothing like that. But, I mean, hey, I mean, how many touches did he have again? Oh, 59. 59. Okay. I got you. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. Because, yeah. I mean, somebody like Cooper Cup and somewhat who can do who can uh, do some rushing too, I mean, that's he's less than a dozen. So, I mean, that's a lot for a wide receiver, man. So, I definitely agree if they dwindle that down, you know, to maybe like 10 to 12, maybe. I can see that that his fantasy production is definitely going to go down. So, I kind of – I definitely get that for sure. Plus, not to mention Trey Lance, he's going to have to get a nice target share for each one of his players in Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, 
and George Kittle, like you said. So that's a lot to go around for somebody who doesn't have too much of a background at QB for us to see. I like that time with you. I definitely, and one, I definitely and, see the regression. And, also, and and not only that, you know, they they invested in another running back in the NFL draft. They went Tyree on uh, Davis Price. So just within the last year, they've drafted Trey Sermon, who didn't pan out, obviously, or hasn't panned out. Elijah Mitchell. And then not only that, they're very high on Jeff Wilson, or were. He's kind of the bruiser of the fight. So they've been investing in running backs, and we all kind of know that Kyle Shanahan comes from that his father's lineage of basically rotating running backs, making these making these running backs that you've never heard of into superstars. I mean, look at what Mike Shanahan did. Fucking Mike Anderson, Alandis Gary. I mean, guys that had one-year deals or one-year year, but they were phenomenal. Or Terrell Davis. Terrell Davis was around draft goals. So again, this is a run first team and it doesn't hurt, it doesn't help Debo that Trey Lance has quite a lot of quite quite some mobility. So I'm, I'm with you, Ty, and definitely just to piggyback off what you said, yeah, he had 120 targets last year. That that, that definitely drops him down. I mean, that's down in kind of like the teens for wide receivers overall. You guys like Hunter Renfro, Jacoby Myers having more targets than him. Michael Pittman, you know? So, which is, I mean, it's still a, a good group to be in. And he only had 77 catches, so. Um, and I was with Jimmy G, so. I'm with you, I'm with you. All right, Ty, I'm going to go into mine if you're good with it. It is a slight piggyback off what you said and i've got a wide receiver that you guys that i know i love and guys i'm just i gotta say i've just i've been working on it all day and i'm just super stoked dj moore is going to finish as a top five wide receiver this year all right let's go six he finished six in targets last year with how many different people throwing him the ball you know Mm mm-hmm no, all these other teams. I got a, I got a list of guys, and I'm going to run them down next. But a lot, a couple of these teams, you can say, just for example, Renfro. Like I said, he finished. I think he finished top ten in wide receiver. Well, now you got Devontae Adams. Something's got to shake down, you know. So just an example. I'll get there in a little while. So, but uh, going, but anyway, going back to that DJ Moore. They didn't really bring anybody in. To say, oh, this he's gonna soak up DJ's targets. He's gonna be competition for DJ, you know. He was eleventh in receptions. And it's slight, albeit it I think it is an upgrade at quarterback. Again, I said slight, but I think it's an upgrade, and I think it's somebody who will start all season bearing injury. No, I like it because I mean, first off, I do know that Sam Darnold was just incapable of like being accurate most of the last season too like he i think it was robbie anderson had three 33 percent of his targets were uncatchable from sam darnold last season so i mean this is definitely a big upgrade for carolina panthers for sure so i like it they added in the first round they added uh icky in the o-line too as a little help 
Ty, what are you going to say? I'd say, what did DJ finish as far as um, standard and PER? He finished as 18th. Wow. And you like to say, too talented, too talented of a player to finish that low, you know, because mm. of the quarterbacks. I like top 10. I'll be honest. I like top 10. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of his, but I, 10, but yeah, you, you are right. There is, there is a slight, there's slightly better quarterback and none, they don't have any tight ends and, and they're basing off Christian McCaffrey will probably be, probably their running back will be their lean receiver. Assume that he plays all the game, most of it. So. And like you said, I mean, the slot receiver is not going to challenge him. Nobody's going to challenge him. All right, let me go through all the players that I kind of had to not – I mean, obviously, I love me some Cooper Cup. I love Justin Jefferson. I love Jamar Chase. You guys know I've said that every week on the pod. So just some just some stuff to throw at you to justify – I know with DJ Moore's talent, but against some of these guys that have, again, some negative stuff. Jamar Chase and Justin, Justin Jefferson, I can't do anything like negative against them. I didn't have a negative knock, really. Cooper Cup added, added Allen Robinson, a solid pride. I mean, I know Odell came in and did good at the, you know, the last part of the season, but a Rob, a consistent, you know, all year he's been through, he's going through training camp now, you know, everything's good to go. So, a Rob, Debo Samuel, I, Ty said it. I don't need to say it again. Ty, Ty justified my means. Devontae Adams, downgraded quarterback in my opinion. He's going to a team that this year has a legit tight end, which they had Robert Tanyan on the Packers, but he never, you know, garnered the target share that Darren Waller has the past couple of seasons, and he's going to a team again, Hunter Renfro with a legit number two wide receiver. And in Green Bay, the past couple of years, has been Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams, right? So you go to the Raiders where where it's a, a small, in my opinion, a small mouth-to-feed situation. Going to Tyreek, downgraded quarterback, and he has Jalen Waddle to contend with. Diggs, Gabe Davis is up and coming. And this is not, I don't take nothing negative. I'm just throwing everything that I wrote down out. Block it. Lock it, fin- lock it, finish eight. No way in hell with his quarterbacks. That's that's all you need to know. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Trubisky. I don't know if you call it an upgrade. I don't know what you want to call it. But you got a lot of wide receivers there. You got Pickens. Guys, you guys have been paying attention. His training camp is, but he's been on fire. You got Mike Evans, added Russell Gage in Julio. You got I wrote DK, I wrote C Tyler Lockett. You got Waddle, Waddle and Tyreek. So I and I didn't talk about the two Chargers wide receivers. So I, I think just their target share combined kind of cancels them out to get in the top five echelon of targets, receptions. Are they both 
yeah, they're both fringe wide receiver ones, in my opinion. One, Keenan Allen, probably a lock for a number one, as opposed to Mike Williams, in my opinion. But that could flip-flop. And then you got C.D. Lamb, who finished 16th. So, you know, I just – there's a all, all, all these negatives. I, if you would even want to call them negatives, I can help D.J. Moore, like I said. I like it. I see that whole upgrade for the passing game in general for that team. All right, Garth, yep, are you ready yep. for are you ready for yours? Is it me or is it tie again? It is. I can do it again. I can go. Okay. So I mean, guys, we talk about bold, and we only do this once a year. And what does Shane say? You want it bold, not mold mm-hmm. whatsoever. And why not stick to my guns? Because I've been talking about it for quite some time in Paris Campbell. Oh, Lord. So this is the boldness. All right. I want to get another beer. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to give some props to um, Michael Pittman. I mean, uh, 88 receptions for 10 or 1,082 yards, six touchdowns. I think that was great. And now we got somebody like Matt Ryan who always produces top fantasy wide receivers. There's never a dull moment with uh, Matt Ryan because he always throws over 500 attempts. Um, he threw about five, I think, 90 last season. No, no, I'm sorry, 560. Let me double check. 560, yeah, 560 last season. And three seasons prior to that, he threw well over 600 times. I'm talking about Paris Campbell, who left Ohio State with Dwayne Haskins as his QB in his senior year, 90 receptions and 100 – no, I'm sorry, 1,063 yards. So my bold prediction is Paris Campbell will outshine Michael Pittman. I mean, it'll be probably neck and neck, but you got to think about it. Like I said, Matt Ryan produces top-end wide receivers. He's got a great offensive line. Paris Campbell's the slot receiver. When you talk about slot receivers, what do they usually get? More possession. Or, uh, you know, they're more like possession wide receivers. I always stick by those. I mean, you know, when Jarvis Landry had that breakout season, I think that Paris Campbell, I think they can both be like, back-end wide receiver twos. I think wide receiver ones are capable, but I mean, I'm giving it that they have such a good run game that they won't have to pass like Atlanta did back in the day sometimes. So I'm going to give it to him that I think it, it'll definitely be neck and neck. I mean, I'm saying he's just going to edge Michael Pittman out, but I'm, I'm relying on the fact that he's going to get a lot of targets more than Michael Pittman to where he's going to be able to get that, uh, that um, fantasy output for sure. So I think maybe they can both be anywhere between – uh, top 20 to 25 wide receivers. That's my bowl. It's all right. I, I, I know it's a little off-putting, but I think he's going to be, just like how I like Jarvis Landry back in the day, I think he's going to be just as capable of doing it with a, one of the best QBs both of these guys have ever had. I'm not trying to put down Michael Pittman, but I just think 
there's going to be some balance instead of just Michael Pittman getting all of those um, targets last season. I mean, he had 129. If if uh, Matt Ryan throws anywhere near 600, you can see both these guys neck and neck at like 130 to 140 targets. So at least. I'll just say the opportunity is there. I'll give you, I, I mean, I'll give you that. The opportunity is there. The only thing they really did was get Alex Pierce in the second round. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's his main. That's his main competition for the other targets, uh, beside Michael Pittman. Um, right, and I think that's where I mean he's. I could see my. I could see him getting like 60, 70 targets throughout the season because he still is a rookie. But I know. I mean, Matt Ryan and Paris Campbell have been clicking on the off season, so like in training camp and whatnot. So it's just all a matter of health. And no matter yep. how this team goes throughout passing. That's kind of what it's always been. It's always been about the health because, yeah, yep. I mean, like I said, besides Pierce, I mean, like we all love Mo Alley Cox because he went to VCU. And I think y'all, I think somebody in this uh, group or y'all's group hung out with him or did something with him. I don't know. But, um, let's you hope know, hang out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say what Josh is doing, but anyway. Um, <laughs> oh, don't worry. We have YouTube videos now. Yeah, there you go. I'm just kidding. But, um, I mean, I'll, I'll just say the opportunity there, Gary. Yeah. Um, That's why bold we'll predictions are fun. Because, I mean, as long as you have somewhat, some kind of um, info to gather with it, too, and the slight possibility, I don't see why not. And they've been saying, and then, you know, it, I, like I said, I'm surprised that you hadn't said it more often, but yeah, I've been seeing a lot of Matt Ryan and Paris Campbell um, connecting a lot this, mm-hmm. throughout this entire training camp. So, and, and just, yeah, to piggyback on what you're saying, Garth, you, I mean, you already mentioned Matt Ryan. It's, it's obviously an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Yeah. So, so that's, that's got to go in all everybody's favor on the on the Colts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so all right, I think Gary's spitting fire. Ty, you are <laughs> you are back up. So <clears throat> James Conner was a top five running back last season. Mostly because he had 18 touchdown runs. Or 18 touchdowns. I'm sorry. He had 15 touchdown runs, three touchdown catches. Um, but as far as total yards, he only had 1,100. There's a few running backs ahead of him. Uh, they've invested in the running game. They got Daryl Williams, who actually is saying that they're saying that he's losing track to Emo Benjamin, from what I understand. But they invested in they invested in the running game with Daryl Williams and Emo Benjamin. Um, me personally, I think James Conner could fall out fall out of being a top ten running back. I mean, he only had seven hundred and fifty two yards rushing last year. Um, and because he was a top five, the only reason why he was a top five running back was because he had eighteen total touchdowns. I mean, it's <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Did he provide some pat, uh, receiving yards? Yeah, he had three hundred and seventy five, but again, it was only eleven hundred yards rushing uh, eleven hundred yards of total offense. Um, they added Marquise Brown. Um, 
Zach Ertz. You know, they traded for Zach Ertz last season. I know DeAndre Hopkins is suspended for the first six games, but he'll be back. Uh, they re-signed A.J. Green. Um, Rondale Moore is going into, I think this is his third year, if I'm not mistaken. Second year? I'm sorry. Okay, second year. So they're expecting big things from him. Um, I just don't see James Conner. I mean, I see James Conner getting maybe a 1,000 yards, but I don't see him. It's kind of hard. 18 touchdowns for a running back for the Cardinals, that's kind of hard to duplicate. Um, I'm a fan of James Conner. I'm a fan of his a fan of his story of how he overcame cancer, but it's kind of hard to get 15 touchdown runs, let alone 18 total touchdowns. So um, I think he falls out of the top five, and I I think he falls out of the top ten. Honestly, there's all and there's and there's so many other good running backs. There's so many good running backs in this league, guys that haven't fulfilled their potential. Shane's uh, DeAndre Swift comes to mind uh, since we're talking about hard knocks. Um, so yeah, I just I think he falls out of the top five, and I think he falls out of the top ten. Yeah, he's being drafted, I think, in the third round for the most part, which is good to where I mean he he ended up being what was it top six last season? Is that what it was? Five. So I mean, I could definitely see that. I mean, we we don't have uh, what's his name who went to Miami. Chase Edmonds. So, I mean, without Chase Edmonds there, there could be somewhat a clear way. I don't know if Jamal Williams will be able to handle that kind of workload that which his name had. If anything, I could see his rushing yards go up a little bit more. Maybe the passing can go back. Just like Ty said, right. there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed in that aspect. And they can use the like him as the one-two de- down back and the other guys is like you know, pass catching. Um, which Jamal, Jamal Williams wasn't too, was actually pretty, uh, respectively, pretty good, you know, in pass catching. So, I mean, I, that's good. Plus, I mean, it is get, garnering his age too. I mean, once you hit that uh, hill at 27, uh, it starts, it somewhat starts to decline. But I do like it. I mean, I don't see him as a top 10. I can see him still hitting the cusp of being a, t- uh, a running back one. But, yeah, top 10, top five is going to be pretty tough. He's going to have to get a lot of reps. It's, it's, like I said, it's, it's the fact of, like I said, his, his numbers came from having 18 touchdowns. That's hard to duplicate that. And Kyler Murray is one of the better mobile quarterbacks. I mean, okay. you can make it argue probably top five maybe. I mean, you got Lamar, you got Jalen, you got Kyler. Uh, you got my guy Josh Allen. I mean, you could argue, you can make an argument that he's in the top five as far as mobile quarterbacks. So, and he does score. <laughs> he scores rushing touchdowns himself. I think he had. I didn't look at. I think he had seven, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. so he's gonna. So he's gonna take a couple of touchdowns away from James Conner. So. I like it. I mean, that's yeah. That's all right there, written on the wall, bro. I mean, it's. Pretty much there. It almost reminds me of when Ebron had all them touchdowns a couple of years back, and then nobody even mm-hmm. talks about him anymore. Not that I don't think James Conner's going to go to, you know, the a black hole of fantasy relevance. But yeah, I think he definitely comes back down to surface. Does he stay in the RB one territory? I don't. I think he might be a fringe. Mm-hmm. Def- definitely a two, you know, but. We're going into redraft leagues. 
I'm not drafting him as my RB one. Are you? Are you guys? Are you, I mean, I, I, if you are, I don't. I'm not excited. If I'll, I am, I better have two stout wide receivers or maybe Kelsey in the mix too. That's the only reason yeah. why I would probably end up his him be my uh, running back one. I agree. Like if I'm you start it, because I don't know, dude. This Kelsey, Kelsey doesn't fall unless it's tight end premium in the first round. So maybe second round. You get somebody mm-hmm. like a Kelsey. Sometimes he still goes. Sometimes. Yeah. But at like, the end. I guess maybe end. if you had a Diggs and a Kelsey and then went went somebody like him, would you rather have him or Zeke right now? Zeke. Connor or Zeke? Yeah. I'm going to take Zeke. I think I took Connor first. And, uh, what's it called? Well, that was back-to-back. I took Connor and Zeke. Um. Yeah, I mean those two like I kind of see kind of see neck and neck. Like I mean Saquon could probably be right in that range too. Actually, he's probably someone I would probably take before those two. But um yeah, if you were going to go, you know, wide receiver stout tight end centric or wide receiver wide receiver, he wouldn't be a bad uh running back one to go with, you know. But not I do only that. Yeah. I was just going to say about Connor, not only that, he averaged like 3.7 yards per carry. So the offensive line wasn't wasn't that good, at least for him blocking. Uh, Chase Edmonds did pretty good. I think he was in the fives. But, yeah, when James Connor ran, I mean, they didn't – they weren't really – like I said, their offensive line was not that good. So, And, and their offensive line struggled. To be honest, it was more passing, but their offensive line really struggled in the um, – playoff loss to the Rams. That was more so Kyler getting beat around, but I mean the Rams exposed the Cardinals off the line um in that playoff game. Yeah. It's kinda like uh Dan Campbell saying the Metallica song. When it comes to BL the soothing light at the end of your tunnel. It's just that freight train coming your way. So but what I kind of see is I guess maybe the light end end of the tunnel is just the fact that um, I, this is a good offense. This is an offense can put opportunities for him to get those touchdowns. That's the light end of the tunnel that I could kind of see, barring the amount of um, rushing and receiving he gets. But other than that, I mean, it's going to be tough for him to get that 18 touchdowns yet again. But I'm with you. I do think he gets a thousand yards. I do agree with that. I don't. I'm not doubting that he won't get more yards. I just – 18 touchdowns. Even Austin Eckler getting 20. I almost did him, but Austin Eckler getting 20, I mean, that's you know, that's crazy too. So, mm-hmm. but that's all I got for that. I'm Josh, if you want to go next or if you all got more on that, I'm good. I got, I got one more. So, I had to get one Chiefs plug in. But I think it's justified. Tyreek gone, frees up 159 targets, way up there. I think that was, I forget what the wide receiver targets. It was. That's up there. Yeah, it was top 10. Sorry. You got Pringle gone, frees up 60. Demarcus Robinson frees up 41. That is a total of 260 targets right 
If you give Juju 100, if you split it in half and give Juju 130, and the guy that is killing training camp, Sky Moore, 130 targets. Guys, there's no way both of these wide receivers can't finish as wide receiver twos this upcoming season. Yeah. That every, of course, a lot of my Twitter is filled with Chiefs content, but they're they are making catch after catch. Sky Moore is doing some gadget shit. And like I said, every time I see a Juju Juju highlight, they had one this past Sunday. They said the Chiefs just as a total had a shit kind of camp day. Mm-hmm. But I, but they're still but besides that one day, I've just seen, you know, catch after catch after catch. So then again, mathematically with the target share that puts them in wide receiver, both of them in fringe wide receiver one and wide receiver two category. Again, we talked about Debo earlier. Debo take away all the rushing. He had 120 targets. Right. So that both, that would put both of them over him. So again, again, one I didn't dig, dig deep on as much as I did on the DJ more, but I, I just, just mathematically, I don't see how it's not possible. I don't hate it. You know how much I told you I love Sky Moore coming out. I mean, I was hoping – I was almost hoping the Bills would get him. But um, I don't hate it because, I'm um, again, you know how much I feel about Juju, but the reality is is that Juju's going from Ben Rosenberger to Patrick freaking Mahomes. I mean, <laughs> that's, a, that's a freaking game – that's a freaking game changer. So I don't hate it. Um, and like I said – I think Scott Moore could be really good. <laughs> I think he could be really good because I'm not – I think – and you agree this, and you're a Chiefs fan, but I think you agree that I'm not sold on MVS. I mean, he's mm-hmm. basically going from Aaron Rodgers to Patrick Mahomes. It's the same type of quarterback, and he really didn't do much in Green Bay. And he had opportunities to do some damage in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, MVS is the only guy – Nicole Hardman, I mean, you can speak on it a little more than I can, but Nicole Hardman, I don't really get the sense that they see him as the number one or or even a number two. Maybe they do, but he's he's more of a gadget guy. I mean, the Bills found that out uh, in the playoff game. Um, I, I don't I don't hate it. I like it a lot, actually. What you're saying. I think the only thing it really comes down to is like, what is his playing time the first game? You know, I mean, obviously, I think it's going to progress each game, but how much? I mean, is it going to be fifty percent of the time he's on the field? Is it going to take him three or four games till he's at least seventy percent of the time? Because you do have Miko Harmon, you do have Juju, you do have you know Kelsey, uh, M- Kelsey, to Kelsey, obviously. But I mean, like I'm just saying, like when is he going to be able to hit that mark of top end wide receiver for it to be like that? So, but other than that, I think just if he's literally on the field, I would say at least sixty percent of the time, game one, that will be telling that he they're going to value him throughout the season at least. I think. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty good. I think yeah. So I mean, I I think you'd be out MVS because MVS is a one trick pony kind of deal with his. Uh, flat out speed and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I think Miko Hartman could be the one, like, you know, 
who could be pushed out out of all of them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, Sky Moore and Juju on the field could be effective as long as Juju's healthy and as long as he uh, can get back to his old game and whatnot. So, but like Ty said, you went from um, Big Ben to Patrick freaking Mahomes. So, I mean, now, now it can definitely, uh, I can change your career in the blink of an eye. Absolutely. Yeah, Miko again, Chiefs, she little Chiefs bias, but Miko has been looking good so far as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't. I mean, if he comes on and just you know playing eighty percent of the snaps, I mean, I'm all for it. So that's all I got on that. Ty, I think you had one more. Well, I'm gonna do a quick one. Okay. And Ty, Get in there. I, I don't think you have them. If you do then you might as well just jump on board. But it's just going to be quick. I think um, Aaron Jones is going to be a top three running Ooh, back. Ooh, let's sure. go. I would say top one, but, I mean, I just you just know with Devontae Adams gone, he's going to at least pick up a decent slack in that. He had 60-some targets last season, so I think he's going to at least garner close to 100, I think. So, I mean, that would be pretty, pretty, pretty damn good for somebody like him. So I think he was, what, top 10 last season? So I think there's a surefire chance that he can be top three. I want to say top one because A.J. Dillon will be in the mix with him too to where I can't completely shove him into that. But I do think I do think he can be at least the top three for sure. Number 10 in PPR last year. Yeah. I don't hate it, Derek. Especially he can line up play in the slot you already know you can line up in the field right next to Aaron but you can line them up in the slot it's, supposedly these rookie wide receivers are doing okay but you don't know how they're gonna play when game time comes around um and then just I mean like I said all the receivers are just just ill yeah. plus Aaron um, Rodgers relies on yeah, what Aaron Rodgers uh relies on you know I mean Devontae Adams was a veteran wide receiver with him for how long? Aaron Jones has been with him for how long now? So, I mean. Yeah, I don't hate it. I I, I don't hate it at all. <laughs> I, I love it. I mean, you guys know I'm in on Aaron Jones this year. And A.J. Dillon. Yeah. So, I th- I, yeah, it's. Yeah, you, you hit on the target share. I think he's going to, yeah. He can lead the team in targets. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It could be another Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara type of um, type of uh, team. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And Aaron and Aaron. I mean, Aaron is still Aaron. I mean, whether uh, what did my mom say? My mom says he was a weird dude. Just some of the stuff she heard. But whether you like him or not, I mean, still one of the best quarterbacks in the game. But He's also 38 years old. Eventually, that arm is gonna is gonna give out. And he's already said that he's probably not gonna play until he's 45, like Brady. So there's gonna be a lot of dump offs, and I don't think they still have David Bakari, one of his best linemen. So yeah, there's there's gonna be a lot of check down moments. Yeah, Bakhtiari. Bakhtiari, thank you. Yeah. Chug, he's always chugging beers at the Bucks games. Yeah, yeah. I like I like it, Gary. Yeah, we, we should call him for flu. Oh. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tide, would you like to do your last bold of the night? Yeah, this that's not really a big one, but so Dalton Schultz finished as a top three tight end. Um he had eight hundred and eight yards and he had eight touchdowns. Um despite the fact that they lost Amari Cooper and James Washington just got hurt and Tolbert is probably going to be their slot. And I'm, I'm drawing up. Oh, said Wilson. I thought you drew a blank on the other guy they lost. Um, I just, I just don't see him being a top three tight end again. I don't even see him being the top five. I see him being in the back in the top 10. Um, this, this will still even. If they're down, they become a passing team. But this is also this has always been kind of a running team. This is a Zeke. If they if they had it their way, they would run Zeke and they would run Pollard more than sixty or seventy percent of the time. So, um, and you got Gallup coming back from injury. You got CD, who arguably is their best receiver. Obviously, um, I just don't see I just don't see Dalton Schultz being a top three tight end. I don't I don't hate his game. But I don't, I don't love it. Like I don't, I don't see him being Kyle Pitts. Let's be honest. You got Kyle Pitts, who was a rookie. Only the only reason why Kyle Pitts was below him was because Kyle Pitts only had one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, Kyle Pitts had about two hundred, had about two hundred and fifty yards more. You got Kyle Pitts. You still got Goddard. You don't. Goddard could have a big year with Hurts. You still got Kasicki, T.J. Hawkinson. Tyler Higby, I know, is not really a serious contender, but he's got Matt Stafford, let's be honest. Um, anybody with Matt Stafford is going to be freaking better. Um, I feel like I'm drawing a blank. George Kittle missed a couple games last year. He still had a really good year. Darren Waller missed a few games. He still had 665 yards. I believe Waller missed five or six games. So there's, there was a lot of, there was some good tight ends last year that missed a few games, and there's quite frankly some better tight ends. Go ahead. Go ahead, Gary. Uh, and I was just seeing if Josh can go up. I was wondering uh, what the fantasy points were for um, Schultz. There he is. Yeah, yeah, compared to Kelsey and Andrews, and he was third. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, because that's – yeah. And he had 104 targets. Like, yeah, that's a slight feeling we're talking about compared to legit uh, tight ends who are their, – their ceiling is way, well over 200 points in fantasy. So, yeah, I definitely see that as a drop-off for sure. Uh, where are you at? We haven't out in all our pods. Well, I mean, since we've done the AF- AFC East pod, I feel like we ha- we don't mention Dawson Knox a lot. I feel like he's kind of gone under the radar this year. What I mean, so last year, catching 49 of 71, right under 600 yards, but nine touchdowns, guys, which is – Tied for most among tight ends last year. So, Ty, what do you think? Do you, I mean, is the nine touchdowns, is that, you know, is that par for the course? I mean, I feel like I know, I know you guys in Buffalo have a lot, it's a mouth defeat situation, but I mean, I, I thought 600 yards, that's kind of underwhelming. I mean, he missed a couple of games in my, in my opinion. I mean, I feel like he could flirt with, you know, 800 yards. He, I, yeah, he missed about three or four games. I don't know. I think, I think, I think that's his ceiling, man. I really think like 600 plus is his ceiling. Nine touchdowns. 
he broke the record for tight for tight ends touchdowns in franchise history last year. Oh wow! So okay. I just I can't. Yeah, like I mean, don't get me wrong; they haven't had a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews in their franchise. Let's be honest. But I mean, I feel like last year was definitely a ceiling, especially with the nine touchdowns. Um, but like you said, he missed three or four games. So you're looking at probably I'll be. I'll be biased and I'll say 700 yards. I'll be biased, but I just feel like that's a ceiling. I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I think he's a fringe number one tight end. Uh, if I have him as my number two, then obviously I, I love it. But if he's my number one, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, cause like, it's like you said, Gabe Davis is on the rise. They're saying Isaiah McKenzie, aka Little Dirty, is just <laughs> is just tearing up holes. Like you know, Jamison Crowder's coming back from injury. I know it's Jamison Crowder. I know that's Morgan's guy. Um, but I just feel like I just feel like last year was a ceiling for him. So if if he got 500 yards this year or 550, I'm still happy with that, honestly. Because I just never, I don't know, I never thought he was that great of a route runner that catches the ball after the catch. Oh, he's a freaking tank. <laughs> but he's got to get open. He's got he's to get open. He's got to get the football for him to do his damage after the catch. I got you. I got you. I yeah, I remember, yeah, that game for, against Kansas City, he freaking went over 100 yards. Well, don't forget, your boy was back there at safety. Some, he finished number eight tight end tie. So he is he's a tight end one. I mean, if I feel like if nine touchdowns, I mean, like I said, that's that was tied for the most last year. So I mean I that's if you get that many, I mean you're you're a tight end one. Let's I mean Yeah, I get it, but I just <clears throat> I don't see him get I don't see him getting nine this year. Um I, mean, I don't last, know, man. I just Go back to 2020. I, I, mean, I like him. Yeah. So, sorry. I mean, if you go back to 2020, Kelsey and Tanyan had 11. And after that, right. everybody else, nine, nine, eight. So, you know, if. Right. But when I look at tight ends, he's not a, he's not a route runner like Kelsey. He's not a runner, route runner like Kyle Pitts. He's not a route runner like Mark Andrews. He just doesn't, he just doesn't fit a route runner tight end. Like those guys, in my opinion, I got you. I like him for the Bills. I like him for the Bills. I just don't see him as a week. Oh, good. Oh, good. I had to. I had to. Yeah, I had to. I handed you yeah, a Bills yeah, you plug. Did. I handed you a Bills plug. You did. You did. <laughs> I think that guys, that's all the bulge we had written down. Mm-hmm. I do like. Uh, I don't have any stats on it. I like Gerald Everett to finish as a tight end one. You guys know I like that. But anyways, I had to get it in there. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Davis, number one wide receiver. All right, let's go. Yeah, that was fun. Love it. That was a, that was, that was a good time. Short and sweet. I like it. Yes. Guys. Somebody's got a pack. Got a pack. Getting ready to go to the Beach Boys. Yeah, there. Get it. I said Beach Boys. I didn't hear that. That was a good one. <laughs>
Guys, it is redraft season. We're it's you know it is August. A lot of the I know that what the big thing this weekend fantasy football wise is the fantasy football expo. Maybe we'll go next year. It's in Canton. That would be fun. Ty will drive. <laughs> Let's go. Let's do it. That would be fun to do, guys. So yeah, we're in the heat of redraft season. If anybody ever wants any help, you send us a tweet at the flug. And we will the flug ff on Twitter, and we we're we're happy to help. Our puts go, go to the www.theflug.com where you're able to send us messages and stuff on there. We will get back to you. You can tweet me at jhicks804. You can tweet Gary at Garth underscore poetica, and you can tweet Ty at social media goes. We are happy to help. The we love. I mean, the fantasy football community on Twitter is something great. A lot of you know everybody's got an opinion. But it's just, you know, it's fun to listen and see hot takes. And um, one reason we do this podcast is bold prediction. We like to throw out bold shit. Everybody else is doing it. Let's go. It's a way to learn it, too, man, is when we all, like, say what we're thinking out loud and somebody gives their own opinion off of something, too. And it's kind of like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the fantasy community all, all throughout. So, I mean, that's a great way to do it. I should have said Josh Allen wins the MVP. <laughs> Him versus Rogers. Him versus, uh, you know, Ayahuasca, man. Ayahuasca, good night. Guys, that was a great pod. It is time to get out of here. Yes, I need to edit this podcast and get it online before I go on vacation. So here we are. We're going to leave again. I am on Twitter at JX804. You can find Gary on Twitter at Gars underscore Poetica and Ty on Twitter at Social Media Ghost www.theflug.com at theflug underscore ff on twitter we are on spotify and itunes and podbean actually you can listen on youtube too really cool more outlets more listening more likes more subscribers more five-star reviews right guys hell to the yeah <laughs> so for the commish joshua ta hicks signing off for the evening guys have a great weekend And we'll be back.